Hello and welcome to another episode of Fintech Focus TV with me, Toby Babb. Today, I am absolutely delighted to have, I think uh, I think we mentioned before, this is the third time that S.H.I.E.L.D. have been back on the show, but it's been a little while since uh, we last had you on. And I'm delighted to introduce Ofer Shabtai from uh, from S.H.I.E.L.D. to, to uh, Fintech Focus TV. How are you? Good. Thank you, Toby. Pleasure to be here today. Oh, well, it's absolutely lovely talking to you. Um, it's a business uh, that I know well, um, and you've done some incredible things. The growth continues at, at, at your know, pace. And as I say, this is, uh, I think you're the third different person we've had on the show from S.H.I.E.L.D., third time, third time guest to, the, to, to Fintech Focus TV. So we've heard a little bit about it, but there'll be people there who've, who've, uh, who've missed the other two. So before we get into uh, the deep dive of what we're going to be talking about today, can you give us a little bit of information? Actually, firstly, about yourself. And I know you're the CTO over there. Um, but tell us a little bit about your journey and then also tell us about S.H.I.E.L.D. and what you guys are doing and why it's so special. Okay. So uh, thank you for having me today. I'm Ophir. I'm the CTO and co-founder of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Around uh, more than 20 years uh, in my career, I've been involved in all aspects of uh, technology. Uh, and today I manage uh, all the engineering, data science, uh, product uh, within S.H.I.E.L.D., all the, everything related to technology. Um, if we talk about a little bit about uh, Shield, Shield is basically uh, an electronic, an end-to-end -end electronic communication platform that help uh, tier one big financial organizations to manage the risks out of their electronic communication. By managing the risks, basically our platform help them read between the line and understand the electronic communication in order to find all kinds of misconduct behavior from behaviors that are related to market abuse, manipulations that are potential manipulations that are related to uh, trading of financial services, uh, up to employee contact, which is, it can be sexual harassment, racism, bullying, everything that basically indicates a misconduct, which is a risk uh, to the organization. I think it's been one of the um, one of the fastest growing sort of sectors that we've seen uh, you know, probably in the last five to 10 years, right? And it's a, uh, and it's such a such a tech-driven space, and you see how transformational it can be. I don't think we've seen more innovation, probably anywhere actually within you know within the financial markets than we've seen within you know, sort of reg tech over that sort of period. I'm interested as to as to where you guys position yourselves, uh, um, and I think I probably know the answer to this. But uh, you know, fintech and reg tech is is probably two sides of the same coin at many sort of stages. Would you call yourself a reg tech or a fintech? A fintech? I guess we're more on the reg tech, but, yeah. because, but, but because we are 100% focused on financial services, so it's kind of a blurry definition. I think it's the same. I put the two, I always put the two, put, 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 put the two together as well. So look, we, we mentioned there about the innovation and we mentioned there about um, you know, how this is a sector, I think, that's been probably grossly manipulated over the, you know, the, the, the history of, um, of, of financial technology. And uh, yeah, surveillance has been a difficult thing to do historically. And all of a sudden now we're in a, we're in a world where that tech is only escalating at, at phenomenal pace. Um, tell us a little bit about what that looks like and how you know, uh, generative AI, how large language models have really sort of allowed the sector in, in, in particular, and, and you know, Shield specifically, take the, uh, take the tech we've been doing, and as, and as a co-founder and as a, as a CTO and someone who's been in tech for, you know, for as long as you have, that becomes a pretty exciting position for you to play in, right? 
Definitely, it's a, it's a fantasy world for, uh, from, from a technology <laughs> perspective. <laughs> it's the equivalent of a toy store. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. So, and and when you're in a toy store, sometimes it's difficult to choose exactly what you want to what you want to do. So, there's a, there's so much, as you say, growth and opportunity and different things you can solve. How have you gone about it and prioritized the right sort of things and answered the right sort of problems? Because I think there's a lot of people who utilize. AI to answer the wrong problems in, in my in my mind. Um, and I think there is a there's a real piece there to say, right, we've got all of this spectacular technology at the moment, all this opportunity to do things better. How do you say this is exactly what we want to go into? This is what we should be focusing on. And what's and what are the the, the sort of use cases of how this can really you know, make things better, make a make a better, fairer world? I see it very often that uh, especially when there is a new uh, technology that emerges, and then uh, some uh, companies are, are are saying, okay, we have this new technology, we have a solution, and now we are looking for a problem to solve. Yeah, yeah. And, and this it usually creates a defocus. If, the, if this is the this is the approach, sometimes it happens. Uh, but we are very focused on the the problems that we need to solve, and not on the technology that we, that we have in hand. So yeah. uh, if you're focused on the on the problems themselves or the challenges that the market has and the customers and electronic communication is a complex problem to solve. Basically, mm -hmm. risk management out of electronic communication, is, it's, a pro, it's a complex one to solve. The approach is really listen to the customer, break it down to multiple uh, challenges, and then uh, start uh, solving and, uh, and uh, really hunting uh, the, the right solution to the right problem and not focus on... Uh, what is uh, always cool focus on the impact that you want you want to achieve and i think that's a really important part part with that right because it's sort of interrupt but i think there's a um i think there's a, a real i mean you mentioned it beforehand right people you, know, you see the technology and they see problems that don't necessarily need solving and and my my view of of successful businesses that i've seen spoken to work with watch grow supported over the last you know two decades really has been there's a common theme, a golden thread that runs through all of them, which which has been very very customer led, and there's a lot of fintechs and regtechs that have started up, as you say, answering problems or, or forcing problems onto people that don't really need to need to be solved. So I'm I'm interested in in terms of you meant when you mentioned there, you know, listening to customers and talking to that and getting you know, answering the right questions. Tell me a little bit about how you go about that. What sort of due diligence are you doing doing with it? What sort of conversations are you having with your clients and what are the problems that they're seeing and giving you at the moment that you say this is where where tech can really make a difference when we started the shield and it's really kind of uh, going with us in the past uh, almost uh, six years all over uh, wherever we go is we wanted to solve two main things one first we wanted to help the, our customers manage the risk uh, and uh, basically protect them uh, from those risks and the implications, obviously, of uh, fines uh, and then not meeting regula regula regulatory demands. Sorry. This is one point. The other track was about efficiency, bring efficiency to the, the, to the compliance uh, lives. And those are the two tracks that we've been uh, uh, following. And within, within those two tracks, we are interviewing prospects. We are uh, we're working uh, with customers, existing customers, having design partners with us in the, in, in every new feature to make sure that we are uh, really 
uh, nailing it in terms of uh, the solutions that we provide. We are also trying to challenge uh, our customers and on, on those interviews, see, is this the real problem or now we are, or there is another hidden bigger problem that if we will solve it, we will solve uh, many other problems. So it's kind of a really uh, fun discussion and important discussion that we are having, discussions that we are having all the time with different companies that, that we have different relationship with. Um, so I, I think it's uh, it's it's interesting as well to have the, the significance of customers. I mean, I've 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 heard and seen a little bit of the the, you know, the accounts and the logos that you guys have won over the years. I know the people and the size of businesses that you guys are working with, uh, but I think it's just as important as as the sort of brand and the name is the people you're you're dealing with within that. Because as you said, look, challenge. You, you said a really important part there, which is challenging. You know the perceptions of customers. I always think back to Henry Ford when I think of those things with the. Uh, the famous quote about if I'd, uh, about faster horses and uh, yeah, if I'd ask if I'd ask the people what they wanted, and I think that's a um, I think that's very much a sort of key with, key within this because you're dealing with people who are who are smart people, right? You're dealing with people who understand their problems, but when uh, you know, and I and I think this is always fascinating in my business when I talk to people who are outside of it. My advisors aren't people who've been in recruitment for for many years. They're people who've been in industry in various different industries, and actually being able to sort of explain my problems and hearing it from a view that isn't prejudiced with what they've already already known is, is important when you're living with a problem in a business uh, particularly from a compliance perspective you kind of and when we're i think as as an, as significant and dangerous a problem as compliance is within that space you know you, you can't get it wrong right so they've yeah. got to have faith within you but also i imagine that 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 leads to a little bit of conservatism People are looking at this and they're saying, right, okay, whilst we want to have things made easy, if it ain't broke, don't fix it with compliance because it's not there. But actually what you can do is fix it in quite a spectacular way. And, and, and you used the word efficiency early, earlier on, which is so important around you know, technology and its use. Tell me a little bit about how you're able to, you know, to work with those customers. What sort of customers uh, are important to you to get that sort of, because you, know, you can have feedback from various different people and it's either going to be great or it's going to be you know, conservative and not particularly helpful at various different stages. So how do you manage that sort of process? So it's the, the you mentioned uh, that they are conservative. At the end of the day, are, if you're talking about compliance teams and compliance work, they are responsible for the risk of their organization and they yeah. are also accountable uh, and they, are, they have a lot of demands to meet from regulators. As much as they would like to move uh, faster with the technology and everything that uh, the world has to offer, uh, they, they have some limitations on how, how fast they need to go uh, due to the level of accountability. Mm. Uh, in this process, when we are meeting with them, we are always trying to see how far we, we can push and we can help them at this stage and where it's going because it's a, it's a pro, it's an adoption process which is slightly slower than uh, than uh, the standard for example if we talk about the generative ai yeah uh, compliance uh, teams at the moment cannot use chatgpt chatgpt is an external service especially in electronic communication compliance it's a it's a very big risk uh, to start interacting with ChatGPT, where you're actually sending the electronic communication to, to ChatGPT. It can have uh, sensitive information, uh, insider dealing. The, the thing, this type of communication cannot go outside. 
So, I, so this is a really interesting piece, and sorry to cut, cut in on this, but yeah. this is um, this you know, we were talking beforehand about the uh, the misunderstanding around generative AI and such like, and and I, I can talk to you about a a train I had a conversation I had in on the train uh, this week. So I, I go in with a, a couple of friends who are who are relatively senior in in um, two relatively major investment banks, and they were talking about uh, ChatGPT. They were talking about AI and such like, and. Uh, it was almost dismissive. Um, in fact, it was dismissive. It was it was saying, you know, the the issue with uh, with ChatGPT is it's great and it's very clever and all this sort of stuff, but um, it's approximately right. And uh, and the and the issue that they said with uh, with uh, with a, with AI is is in finance and in compliance, approximately isn't good enough, right? <laughs> right. That's where uh, yeah. where you where you have have issues. So I don't know if that's you know, the sort of misunderstanding that you see you know, consistently and how you educate people around that, because I don't think that they, they're 100% on the ball with, uh, with what they, with where they're going with I that. agree. I agree. So if you're looking at ChatGPT and those uh, large language models, they are being trained of, on huge amount of data, huge amount. So they know the world that we are living in uh, very, uh, very good. Yeah. We just need to know how to utilize it and making sure that it's not making uh, uh, too many mistakes and uh, try to basically overcorrect it uh, in a way, in an automatic way, and making yeah. sure that it's accurate. Some of his capabilities are amazing and we need to know how to leverage them without basically generating too many false alerts in, in, Shield's, uh, in Shield's case. And we, and we have, we are experimenting with the chat the GPT and other large language models. There are some very nice alternatives coming every week in a, in a in an amazing pace. And when we are experimenting with them, we see that in some cases they sound very smart, but in many many other cases, when nothing happens in those electronic communication, it still alerts. It still makes up uh, that uh, there are some misconduct there. So there is a way to work with it. We need to work with it, but in a in a in a different way that you that the end user is seeing uh, through the ChatGPT interface. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a really important piece around what you, you said there because going back to the the analogy used earlier on of the uh, the toy shop, right? There is a and you mentioned it just there about you know new developments happening almost every single week. This is this is this is tech that I think I, I've never seen anything evolve at the same sort of pace as, as, as what we're seeing at the moment. So within that, there is a, an incredible, no better word than pressure, there's a, there's a pressure on you as a business to stay ahead of the curve for your customers. So, right? so, so you've got to be evolving your products you know, along, alongside that as well. So how do you do that? How do you prioritize that? And how are you able, I mean, look, I, I, I kind of guess the answer that this is something which every time we see your face talking about the tech around here, it's something which is clearly a passion uh, you know, for you. So I imagine you're thinking about this morning, noon and night. But tell me how, how um, you know, when you're, when you're able to stay ahead of the curve with the tech, when you're looking at being able to, to encourage people to adopt this technology in the compliance world, when you're looking at the, the, the scale of opportunity that, it, that can, can happen with it, how do you, how do you maintain, how do you do that? How do you stay ahead of the curve? So we would like to we always like to stay ahead of the curve because we want to provide better a solution and better bring better uh, efficient and better product to our customers. And if there is a new technology, we want to adopt it. But we discussed about conservatism. 
so the the challenge here and we as a, we as a company do not just run after the next uh, the new technology and just adopt it immediately and let's see what happens so uh, we are we are trying to take whatever the, the good things about this technology and, and see how we can fit it to the journey of our customers some of them are more more advanced in the in the in the in the journey some are a little behind and they're picking up and we don't want to force them to to jump and basically feel like they're losing control of what of the program that they already have today and now they need to have a leap of faith and the hope that uh, that it will work so it's so it's a journey and when we're taking those new technology we're trying to find uh, the right way to integrate it into a product so it will be a natural evolvement of where our customer are and where are they going and uh, we can even offer them if we're talking about surveillance models so we have a, a model governance that uh, they, they can document for them and for the regulators what was the change what level of uh, accountability they have whatever of transparency they have over this change and of course what is the impact for good uh, in terms of coverage what they can do better with uh, with this new model compared to the previous one. So all those I call it I call them features, but at the, at the end of the day, those are processes, and combined with features to help our customers go through this journey and adopt uh, uh, new technologies. I think it's really interesting, and I guess an, a sort of additional piece. To this must be that, that you are you are a um, Israeli business. Um, but you but you have offices and are working you know all over all over the world right so um and we know how <laughs> at the moment the uh, uh i guess the the regulations and compliance levels in each part of the uh, each jurisdiction um almost each country or i guess exactly each country is 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 very this has got to be another thing which which aids that as well right yes it, it is a challenge uh luckily for us uh, the majority of the of the requirements or the the base of the, the requirements are the same to find market abuse and to find employee conduct and uh, where, how do you retain where do you retain the data in terms of data residency and uh, how long do you retain the data all those all those are uh, requirements are uh, almost the same the the challenge here is basically to uh, understand the language in each country market abuse in english is different in uh, than french uh, chinese uh, nordic languages uh, we have uh, tens of languages that uh, we support and uh, those are not one-to-one uh, uh, -one translations of words because then you lose context and those are really different models that are being uh, tailored made for the right solution in the right language with the right jargon so uh, those are this is a challenge but again there's a challenge that we took on ourselves because we want really want to solve the problem uh, for our customers you know just you know taking the box the requirements it's really bringing the efficiency and yeah. when you do this you are able to with ai and specifically those large language models then you are able to cut down the noise dramatically and yeah. basically the efficiency with uh, as little false positive as possible. I can tell you that I spoke with a, a customer that just finished, uh, went to production with us, and uh, he told me that before Shield, I had uh, 10,000 uh, alerts per day. 
and uh, now I have 175. Wow. And he's happy with the risk and, and uh, with the coverage and everything else. So those, uh, it, it felt really good to, to see that, okay. I mean, that's, that's, ex that's an extraordinary, that's an extraordinary really number, helped. isn't it? Yeah, it's a good matter. And is that, is, that, is that a regular number? Is that sort of par for the course with what you're saying with your product coming in there to do? Because yeah, when we talk about productivity and efficiency, I mean, yeah. that is, that's, that's extraordinary, right? On a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's a regular thing. Yeah, the, this is usually what we see when we are uh, taking uh, a customer from uh, uh, non-AI uh, systems and uh, they are coming, bringing them to the 21st century. Well, there, ladies and gentlemen, is the beauty of technology, right? <laughs> Talk to me about the, um, um, you know, the, 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 the sort of macro area of this. Um, I mean, the, the, there is, um, uh, you know, tech adoption, I think, within, within financial services has been slow. Um, slower, certainly, than a lot of other industries. Um, I think it's, I say this almost every episode that I think it took a pandemic for cloud to be really fully adopted within financial services, right? I don't think it, I still think we'd be struggling to, be, to bang that drum as well as we have if it hadn't been for a whole world being locked down <laughs> for the best part of a couple of years. But when we look at it and we talk about the whole compliance life cycle about what you can do with it, what does it, what, what does, what does the future look like? How, and you know, how excited should we be about the capability of this? And what does it look like for the compliance world in particular? I think that the the new, the, uh, specifically the new uh, advancement in AI with the generative AI and large language models are going to help compliance teams over the next few years in a wide array of problems or challenges or uh, uh, processes that, uh, that they have in the daily life. It's not going to replace, it's not going to replace compliance officers. We're not going to let uh, ChatGPT manage uh, the daily uh, risk of our organization. Uh, but in terms of efficiency, at the end of the day, we are helping our customers, you know, finding the needle in the haystack, whether it's mm -hmm. an alert, whether for e-discovery, whether it's a first line supervision or treasury, because it doesn't matter. It's finding those, uh, specific electronic communications that relevant and matter to them for this specific uh, case. And uh, those new uh, generative AI models are going to bring an, an exciting opportunities for them. We are experimenting with some of them uh, even now at the meeting last week and we were shocked of uh, some of the uh, of some of the ideas and POCs that uh, our data science, data science team uh, has conducted. Uh, so it, it's really exciting and we can we can see where it's going and imagine where we can fit it for the e-discovery people, uh, case assessment. It's going to impact uh, if implemented correctly. I think that uh, all, all aspects of compliance, especially in shield related to electronic communication compliance, but I believe we will see it with other vendors in other spaces as well. And yeah, it, I don't see anyone uh, passing on this opportunity. For I definitely long. think so. And I think you said an interesting piece there about the um, yeah, this isn't this isn't um, you know technology against the compliance officer. It's uh, it's technology that facilitates the compliance officer to do a better job. Um, and and. Uh, you know, I think there's going back to misconceptions. I think misconception of technology is it's it's is it's us against the machines, 
But I think this is absolutely about compliance, embracing technology to do a better and more thorough job that actually does what it's supposed to do, which is reduce human error, make sure everything runs more efficiently and provide a better service for everyone involved in the, in the industry. And I think that's exactly what you've just been speaking about there, right? Yeah, definitely. Focus on what matters on the big things and not on the yeah. ED work that uh, that can be done, hopefully, soon by, yeah. by computer. Absolutely. Listen, I said, I said as always that these these uh, these conversations disappear very very quickly, and we've been uh, we've been hurtling through everything we want to talk about. I feel like there's a lot more that can come behind it as well. But I want to uh, I want to focus on Shield because I said before, Shield's a business that uh, I think, as, as you mentioned, over the last six years or so, has has uh, uh, has had some extraordinary uh, growth and some some great uh, story behind it. It's a business that's that I constantly see in the press. It's constantly got good news that's coming coming out of it as as a business. So. As we uh, as we sit here and we release this in the second half of uh, of, of 2023, tell us what the what the rest of the year looks like, and tell us what we can expect to see in 24, and what's uh, what's exciting over at Shield at the moment. Shield is doubling uh, every year, uh, from customer to headcount uh, to uh, office uh, spaces. So we are going to keep uh, this momentum also uh, probably uh, next year as well uh, in order to meet the demand and to really uh, continue with the momentum that we have in, in the market. Uh, and with that, we are going to introduce some uh, new, uh, I would say, models or new ways uh, that we can improve the life of compliance officers. Uh, there are other there are more challenges that are uh, not, uh, not handled uh, properly today and uh, we are meeting them uh, on a daily basis so we are working on some things that uh, I, I believe that in a few months we, I will be able to share uh, more and uh, we, we will see it uh, uh, for the people who will follow us uh, and I believe that it will make a huge impact uh, to additional aspects of uh, communication compliance. Yeah, I think there's, as you said there, look, the problems of today are almost certainly going to be uh, uh, continuing. The problems of tomorrow are the ones we don't even know about yet. <laughs> I think that those, those are those those are inevitable. And I think the uh, yeah, the exciting part of everything you're saying is this isn't a product that says right, this is it, we've finished it. This is yeah, you can go in there and put it into your business. It is a product that I think has been successful because it's been able to adapt and and uh, and and morph and become. More and more vital to the, uh, you know, to the the increasing complexity and and uh, difficulties that businesses face in this sector with compliance. And uh, if you can come in there and provide a solution, you know, on a macro scale, but as you said, look, even down to the languages and the, you know the commonalities and use utilize technology as innovative it is, as as you have that can do all those sort of different things. It's a really bright future for uh, not only for Shield but also for all the customers who, who you're working with. So really, really exciting to see. Tell me a little bit about who should be reaching out to you. I want I want um, this to be valuable for for people who are watching this show. I want it to be valuable for you. Tell me the sort of people who should be watching this and saying, "I need to be finding out a little bit more about this," or "I've got some ideas," or "I'm I'm facing this problem." Who should be reaching out to you, and with what sort of problems, and how do they do it? How do, how do they get in touch with you and the team? First, I'm happy to uh, to meet and uh, and learn uh, new uh, problems, even the, for the ones that we are not dealing with today in the obviously compliance world related to electronic communications, financial services. Obviously, interact with people that already have those problems or challenges, 
whether they are customers or not. It's not uh, related. I always like to meet uh, new people and share ideas. Uh, obviously, if uh, technology people, uh, data science, those are always welcome because of the passion. Yeah, quite far, right? Okay, I'm collecting a bunch of people here who are very, very excited about the whole world of data science at the moment. And uh, I've got a few, uh, I've got a few shows coming up that I think will be really attractive to people who, who are interested in that particular uh, theme as well. So, um, listen, Ophir, it's been absolutely brilliant to, to get in touch with. We will take you in on this, so please do reach out to him if you're watching this and want to uh, find out more. We'll get, we'll, we'll take you in on LinkedIn. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today, and and. Uh, I knew this was going to be good. I knew you were doing some really exciting things over, over there at the moment. Long may it continue. Thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom. Thank you, David. It was a pleasure. An absolute pleasure on my side as well. And thank you all for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you soon on another episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thanks a lot.